Praise the Lord. This is Brother Julius Adewumi again. We will continue this next broadcast about Christ has abolished death. As I was saying, you see some of these things we are teaching in the book Christ has abolished death on Amazon. If you Google Christ abolished death or you Google Gospel Distribution Ministry, you will see some of the books on Amazon.com that you, that you can purchase and that will give you some more resources. Like I said, some of those are sermons that have already been preached, just packaged together in form of a book so that people can get it that we don't have contact with and you can get it on the internet and build up your most holy faith. As we were saying in the last broadcast, that the analogy was being described how the seed of the serpent came into the world. And the logic I gave that parable in Matthew chapter 13 that described the fact that the seed of God that Christ planted and the seed of the devil that the devil planted are all man, human beings and Christ said I know my sheep and Christ has come to save the seed of God and that's why Christ said no man can come unto me except the father which has drawn me which has sent me draws them so if you are drawn to believe the gospel you are blessed you are the seed of God but if you don't want to hear it you hated the gospel that is too sad for you you must be the seed of the devil and God has reserved lake of fire for Satan and his angels, that is, and his servants. So, as we are reading, we, re we went to Hebrews chapter 2 to read where the Bible said, Christ came as the children of, as, for as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood. Christ also, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that has the power of death, that is, the devil and deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. You see, fear of death is what the devil has been using against human beings from the time of Adam. Since he has taken over control from Adam, he has been putting diseases upon mankind, putting physical death upon mankind, and when they die through, he dragged their soul and spirit to hell. Unless they are righteous and the angels manifest and took those souls out of the hand of the dead spirits, and take their souls to paradise. You can see that once the body is destroyed from the soul, the soul, our body, this physical body, is our house that God has created for us. So, but when the body is destroyed either through diseases or through physical death accidents and so like it's happening all over the world, death, destruction, blowing up one another, the soul escape out of that body, like you have a house, look at this house, it's beautiful. But if the house begins to be demolished, whoever is in the house have to run out. Not so. If the house catch fire, whoever in the house have to run out. That is what is happening to a woman body. This is our real house, the physical body. But the real you is inside. That is the spirit and soul put together like a like a single entity. But the spirit is wearing the soul. So the spirit and soul is invisible. But when death appears to mankind, the soul as we come out through the mouth and the left and the spirits. Dead spirits take them and take them to hell. But if they, if they are watch following God, the angels of God are all about them, take them to paradise where they are protected and waiting for the resurrection. Why? Well, resurrection means God is going to recreate our physical body and bring the souls back into that physical body. That was what God planned. That's why it's called resurrection. That's why God said the bones shall rise, live again. That's why many times the bones never are rotting in the graves. Even the rotting God can re rejuvenate it and bring the spirits back into the body. And it will now be a new body when they are resurrected, a body that cannot be corrupted. That is what God has planned for the end. 
and that's jumping ahead but this is what we are trying to point out is that Christ actually said this death that these human beings have been afraid of because anybody that's trying to die they struggle with death also you can tell nobody wants to give up their house nobody wants to give up this physical body that's our house it's the scratching and crawling and fighting and screaming and so on because that's our house the physical body so it was by force or by demolition that these things are happening to mankind but God has promised that he's going to restore because when we read when in the first paper when we preached the first uh, summer we said God didn't intend man to throw away his body it was the cause that was placed upon Adam that said because thou art dust unto dust shall thou return because of the sin of listening to serpent but God promised the redemption and that's what we are talking about the redemption Christ has come and as the head of the new body the body of Christ is the head to the toe and God said God is say God is just God said the seed of the woman God said the seed of the woman he didn't say the seed of Adam because serpent deceived the woman and so God said the seed of the woman will come God already planned this thing that it will be a seed of the woman not through Adam to be a seed that God himself God to put on the woman flesh through the woman that's why he was born a virgin born a baby without a man impregnating the woman that means this is going to be a spirit that we put on a soul in the spirit world and then enter a egg in the woman and it will come the seed of the woman because the woman is only carrying the egg but God has already planned that we are the men men fertilize the eggs and that is where the spirit comes through the men and put on the soul that fertilizes the egg and the body is the is what the egg form so you can now see when the egg when the body is destroyed the soul and spirit get out and they are taken to in the spirit world to wherever they are going and christ has come to abolish that death the destroying of the physical body but it's not making it automatic it is the just shall live by faith because like we said the seed of the serpents are human beings too and the seed of God are also human beings and God is now going to separate them he said let them all grow together till the harvest time but he came and started preaching the gospel so that the gospel will draw in those that are going to be built up because we are not there yet just because you receive the gospel you have to be perfected perfecting of the saints is necessary to get rid of all the things that the, uh, we have learned in the world that is from the devil there are many things that are in our mind that is being pumped there by what we are experiencing on earth that are, we must be built up by faith by believing the word of God that we purge our mind free from all those remaining infirmities of the natural mind the Bible calls it so that is one of the reasons why it has to be build, bring them out of the darkness put them in a fellowship with believers and make them to learn and grow and become like Christ in their growing in our knowledge that is what Christ planned and those that are hearing the faith comes by hearing then they will be growing and we are to become to change from glory unto glory unto the image of the Son of God image of obedience to God obedience to the Spirit of God because you know Adam was just given a commandment and if and they just did not obey and listen to the other person serpent so when God is calling his people right now he has to train them that's why he put the ministries in the body of christ for the perfecting of the saints so when we come to christ we need to be taught we need to be educated in the ways of god 
and because we love God, because we are seed of God, we are to yield to those teachings. If you are finding it difficult to yield to those teachings, you better check yourself. Are you a seed of God? Are you a seed of this happening? You should check yourself. He's telling us to yield to the Spirit of God that is teaching us by the letters of the Word, by the prayers that you are praying. And when you are yielding, you begin better and you exercise those things you are learning by faith. Exercise that faith. Exercise that love. Exercise that forgiveness. Exercise that humility. As you exercise it, you get perfect and better and better. To the image of the Son of God. The Son of God, the Lord Jesus Christ manifested it. You remember, He came to a point where the instruction from the Father was that He has to lay down His life for human beings. Well, that is going to hurt. They're going to kill you, yeah. But because He loved the Father, and that is the love God is planning to our hearts when we believe in Him, we must love Him to the point that we are ready to do anything for Him, for the Father. And that is why He called, He said He created man in His own image after our likeness so if you are not going to be in that image and after that likeness you hated that type of lifestyle then maybe you are the seed of the serpent because remember the first seed of the serpent that manifested when after the serpent visited eve was cain that's what the seed of the serpent like i said he has mixed up in the spirit world with the with the good seed he has mixed up his canker and the counterfeit seed and cain was born that would not obey he also tried to worship God, yeah. That's why you see the Pharisees that killed and crucified, crucified the Messiah. They claim to be worshiping God too. But Christ said they are none of his sheep. So they can try to attach themselves to a religion too. But they are none of his sheep. And they will persecute the true believers that are true seed of God. So that was what happened. The first one came. God is still talking to him. He said, why, what are, why are you angry? You, you, if you do well, you will be accepted. But he said, King just couldn't do well. It's not coming from inside of him to do well. Why? Because he's a seed of the serpent. I remember Satan was disobedient the first time. That was why he was kicked out of heaven. As the Bible reveals by the prophet Isaiah chapter 14, go and read it, chapter 14, talk about Lucifer. He was kicked out of heaven because he had that pride. He wanted to uh, usurp the throne of God. Disobedience. Rebellion. So all the seed that he has introduced to the world also, we have the same nature. Disobedience. Rebellion to God and to God's plan, to God's will. So that is what was happening. And God has, Christ has made us to understand it clearly. Like we said, Christ is the head of this new body of Christ, the body of Christ, which is a church. That is the people God is calling the seed. This is the church. Represented by the image of Christ as the head of human being. And then from the neck to the feet is the body of Christ. And the feet is at the end of the world. In the harvest time is the feet. And God has given sermons and uh, visions and uh, prophetic visions to prophets of the old that make us to understand this also. Go and read the book of Daniel, chapter 2, where Nebuchadnezzar was shown a vision. And that vision of the image that Nebuchadnezzar saw that Daniel, the prophet, interpreted to him as the kingdoms of this world. That was how God represented the kingdoms of this world to Nebuchadnezzar from the head to the toe, saying, from the head is the time of Nebuchadnezzar to the toe is the end of the world. And then at the end of the world, at the toes, is when God has raised up his own kingdom, a stone that was called with our hand, that will bruise that image of Nebuchadnezzar at the feet, that is at the end of the world. And you say, when you say it's the image of Nebuchadnezzar, the head is Nebuchadnezzar's kingdom, not the man himself, the kingdom. 
at the end, this world is the world system. God is talking about the world system, the world governments. At the end, where they have so many tools and they are iron and clay, is like United Nations. So many tools and so many countries and so many iron and clay mixed together. That like at the end of the world, it's United Nations that's really the whole world, so to speak. And that is when the Antichrist, beast called the Antichrist ruler, will be ruling also through United Nations. But that was when God is going to set up his own kingdom. It's told us that we bruise that image at the feet. So that is a way of symbolizing this thing to Nebuchadnezzar and to us, the Daniel prophet interpreted it. And that is what we are talking about, that the kingdom of God also is represented with another image, which is Christ. The head is Christ and the body is the church that God is calling. At the feet is at the end of the world. The church at the end of the world. Remember, God has, God gave a promise in Genesis chapter three that as the, the seed of the woman will bruise the head of the serpent. But it also says he also that the serpent will bruise his heel. What is the heel? The back of the feet. Which means at the end of the world, God will allow the serpent to attack the church, the body of Christ, at the feet. And when you say the feet are the back of the feet because it's like they are running away but he was able to bite the back of their feet the heel so you can see god is just you say well he will bruise your head but you will bruise his heel also so christ came to bruise the head of the serpent that is satan and how did he do it by allowing himself to be crucified and he went to where satan would take them and he led them captive and he arrested satan and all this so, so that satan now is obedient i have to be subject to christ satan can't just kill anybody or not without taking permission from Christ the head. That's why the Bible said, God has all dominions, Christ now is seated at the hand of God, right hand of God. All power and authority and dominion made subject unto him, Christ, which means he has destroyed the power of Satan by bruising the head of Satan. Now Satan is under his feet. But now we that are body of Christ from the neck to the feet, we are part of him. We are also elevated to that position, but we have to understand it and believe it and exercise our feet. That the devil is now under our feet because when he says Christ, it's not just the head that is Christ, the whole body is Christ. But he said the head is Jesus Christ, while the body is the church. But see, the church is not subduing things yet. We have subdued, we are, we are, he has put them under our feet. We have to understand it and exercise our feet. That is the teaching. But it's all about. Faith comes by hearing. It's all about God putting in his, in his church these ministries for the perfecting of the sins, edifying the body of Christ so that we can become perfect and be like Christ the head, Christ the head be able to know what is this all about, exercise our faith. We see that they will obey us when we maintain our ground. Satan and all the satanic spirits that are causing diseases and death, they will obey, we believers in Christ from the head to the toe. Christ is the head, but we are the one that should be manifesting what the head says we should do. The hand to do this, the feet to do this. If the if there is a snake on the ground, and you see that snake with your eyes, the eyes in the air, not so. But the eye cannot go and snap the snake. The the head, which is the brain, we have to give instruction to the feet to lift up and stamp on the head of that snake, not so. So it is the feet that should do the job. The head can go down and snatch this this the snake. So that is why we are saying Christ has done his part. We believe the body of Christ. We are to enforce what he has already given to us. When he gave his religion to step on that snake, it is the feet which is the church, the body of Christ, whoever is.
to do it, whoever is in the position to do it, that should lift up his feet and stamp upon that snake. Because the instruction has been given from the head for the feet to lift up and stamp on that snake. That is what we are symbolizing and representing to you in this example. That Satan and all his cores are now under our feet. Under the feet of the body of Christ. Under the feet of believers. Anyone that believes in Christ, you are part of the body of Christ. And you are part of these members, whether in the hand or in the feet. But at the end of the world, we are the feet also. That's the end of the world represented. And so, when the instruction comes from the head for the feet to do something, the feet has to do it by faith and responding to the instruction, obedience to the Father, to the instruction that's coming from the head, Christ. So, but Christ said, He won't be able to do anything unless we act. And then He's given us, He said, that whatever we shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. So, He is in the heaven, we are upon the earth. When we command, He will agree with it. When we bind, He said it is done. When we lose, He said it is done. So when he ratifies in heaven because we command it on earth, but it has to be initiated from the earth, from the believers. So that is the faith we are trying to pre present to every believer. So we shouldn't be afraid anymore. So that's why the Bible says in that chapter, Hebrews chapter 2, verse 15, that he delivered them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Because we human beings are afraid of what is happening in the world. Death happened over there. Some disease happened over there. And we human beings that even believe are afraid of that. When Christ has already said we are having authority over those things that Satan is doing. But we have to believe it. It's faith. Believing what the Bible said about us. That we have been elevated above Christ. Look at this in the book of Ephesians. Chapter 2. Because some people thought we are just saying these things off our head. But that is what the scripture said. And we are just interpreting, we are just explaining it to believers. In Ephesians chapter 2, this is what God said about we believers. In verse 6, this is talking about Christ and then the church. And he said, God has raised, verse 6, chapter 2, verse 6, and God has raised us, who are us, believers, up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So where are we sitting spiritually? We are sitting in heaven, wherever Christ is sitting, we are sitting right there with him. And we are, as the Bible says, Christ is seated at the right hand of God. We are authorities and dominions are made subject unto him. And if they are made subject unto him and we are inside him, then they are made subject unto us also. So individual believer must believe that. When we believe it, don't be afraid of these things we are trying to control then. You are now to just speak like a king. And don't be afraid of the servant that you obey. They may yell, they may scream. If you have a servant in your house, just think about that. And the servant knows he has to obey you. But the servant yell and scream. If you are afraid of the servant, you won't be able to command and control him. You cannot be afraid. This is your house. You are in authority. You just say what the servant should do. And he is expected to do it. If he's a good servant, he will do it. Yes, sir. Those that are stubborn servants, then they need to either be arrested and put in prison. Also, the same thing is what's going on in the spiritual world. There are some devils that Christ said, this kind goeth not out by prayer and fasting, which means some of those devils need some iron hand. And that is why the Bible is saying at the end, he said that we are to rule with a rod of iron. What does that mean, rod of iron? That means iron hand. Those that want to disobey has to be mis manhandled, if you use the word manhandled. When we command the angel to arrest them, put them in, in jail. 
That is what the jails are for. You in the world, prison yards are for criminals, those who refuse to obey the law. So in the spirit world, we have those spirits that are causing diseases, Satan spirits that are causing death, they are serving Satan. But they are expected to be under our feet as believers in Christ, like we have explained. And when we know our rights and we command them, they ought to obey and run away. Why? Because the Bible says, resist the devil and he shall flee from you. When you say, this one does not want to flee, then that means it's one of those stubborn ones. So then we need to call for the authority agents, police, to arrest that spirit and take them to prison. And there are prison yards in the spirit world. Hell is a prison yard. Many of them don't want to go there either. And there are other prison yards where some satanic spirits are locked up. You can read that all over the Bible. The Bible says some satanic spirits are locked up in the, in the place called River Euphrates. And so many other places. Bottomless pits, another prison yard. Where Satan will be casted in, in for 1,000 years. There are several prison yards. And you know, the beast called the Antichrist is a spirit. Not just the ruler that will be ruling the world then. That ruler, whoever is the ruler, physical ruler, is a seed of the serpent. That's why he's going to do what the devil says. And that satanic spirit coming from the bottomless pit is called the beast. That's the spirit itself. It will come and possess whoever is the ruler of the world then. Just think of in the days of our Caesars. If a spirit is released to go and possess the ruler of the world, that spirit will go and possess whoever is that Caesar. Let's think of a president of a nation. If a spirit is released to go and possess that president of uh, that nation, that spirit will come and possess that man that is ruling the nation. That's why anyone that's a believer, if you believe you are a, a child of God, you don't need to participate in this rulership of the physical world right now that's still under Satan. You want to be the ruler of the kingdom of uh, Satan? When that beast will be taken over and possess, you say, well, if you, are, if you are born again, you, the devil will not be able to possess you. But you will not be effective either in their kingdom. That's why you see some people, they are claimed to be born again believers. And there's a place in America, he was vice president of the country. He, they, they will be ineffective. They cannot do anything. Even they know this is right to do. But they are surrounded by evil doers. And they are surrounded by spirits. That are certain spirits that will not make the people around them obey. And so their effectiveness will be limited. Even if a born-again believer is the president of a, of a country. Now, when Christ has not come yet, these countries are under the rule, the dominion of Satan. Your effectiveness will be limited. That's what I'm trying to point out. You may say, well, the devil can't possess you. But what about all the places? You are living in a palace where Satan is in that palace. If he cannot possess you, he will be whispering to your mind that you will be hearing the voice of, the, of Satan to do, implement what he wants. You begin to wonder whether is this from your mind or from the wrong spirit. And the people that will be counseling you can be hearing voices from the Satan. And they will be making rules and laws that is not... And when you want to overrule them, you will say that they will want to get, you, get, get rid of you. That is why I say you will be ineffective. So better just be prayerful. That's the only way you can make effect in this world is by prayer. Authority of prayer and spiritual authority can subdue even the spirits or the men that are ruling this physical world. So that the will of the Lord be done as the Lord God commands it. The Lord God has said in the book of Revelation, this is the way the world will go. They will go towards the Antichrist beast and then there will be the end. Because this world has to be ended so Christ can come and start his own kingdom. So that's why we are saying, if you are a believer in Christ indeed, and you are filled with the Holy Spirit, why would you want to be the president of a nation that's still under the devil? Or want to be in the United Nations? You may say, well, I can change them. You can't change them. 
you can influence one person two person but you are talking of multitudes of people you can't influence them you just see that they will protest against you that's why you are seeing all the protests homosexual protests and this is abortion protest all of those things they will be you just frustrate all your efforts you can be spiritually praying against this and so on so on, but it is going to be a battle from the beginning to the end that's why we are saying don't, don't try to be ruling from that side rule from the spiritual world be in christ and don't try to join them that doesn't mean you shouldn't be employed by them but your influence will be limited that's what i'm saying i'm working right now in a place where we can influence a little bit but our influence is still limited so that's where i try to make you to see that the end of the world when christ shall come and set up his own kingdom is what we are waiting for if you are a believer and he's calling you into his kingdom you better quicken your pace because the lord is coming soon quicken your pace because the lord is coming soon we are going to continue this in the next book i see this is we are still talking about christ has abolished death and he has brought life and immortality to life through the gospel this is brother julius adiumi i just wanted to add some of these signs of the end that is currently occurring so that you may know that the end is near as we are talking about you can look around you you see the boko haram that is plaguing northern nigeria you see the isis coming from saudi arabia and plaguing the the middle east so all these are signs of the end they are part of the signs of the end that we are talking about not to talk of the plagues that are coming upon the world that the bible has said in the book of revelation it will begin to take place and all of those things that they are going to be challenging and testing and trying the faith of the believers so if you are a believer in christ jesus begin to look up and ready to stand and confess christ to the end but if you are not a believer you should begin to be afraid you better run to jesus because he is the only savior jesus christ is the one that is going to save anyone that is going to escape from the wrath to come everything somebody asked me from listening to my radio broadcast and said all this plague of the viruses that are plaguing the world right now the, the latest one the coronavirus that seems to be a pandemic they call it or epidemic could that be some of the signs of the of the of the virus of the wrath of god and my response to him is that when you look at the book of revelation chapter 16 the virus of the wrath of god is not what we are seeing yet all of these ones are still the work of the devil plaguing the world because there will be so many evil things that the devil will be using to kill mankind however it's not the wrath of god yet the wrath of god is to judge both the devil and the antichrist system which is the world ruler at the end of time but the sense of god will not be in the wrath of god which is the book of revelation chapter 16 when all water will turn to blood and things like that will happen but so far these plagues and pestilences they are still the work of the devil but we believers you've got to stand confess jesus to the end don't be afraid of the devil and even if you die for jesus because you are confessing christ and you are standing firm for jesus either because of the jihadists or the persecution when you stand for jesus even if you die you shall be resurrected very soon because christ will come and resurrect you soon but we believers look up is what jesus said for your redemption right now how do you look up begin to be righteous begin to stand for jesus begin to live for him and confess jesus to the end confess the word of god to the end because he that endureth unto the end the same shall be saved that's what jesus Christ said god bless you and i'm going to pray for any of you that are having some troubles you are going through jesus Christ said if we ask anything in his name he will do it 
So I'm going to pray for you. If you have sickness in your body right now, lay your hand upon the part of your body that is hurting or that is having any sickness. And as I command right now in the name of Jesus Christ, your body will be well. Father, I pray for all the people that are listening to me right now in the radio land. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, I command the spirits of sickness and disease to come out of them and enter them no more in the name of Jesus Christ. I say so, all you spirits of sickness and disease that are causing pains or affliction or sickness of what kind, come out of this world and listen to me. And enter them no more in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. That is it, friends. You are healed. Believe it. Say it with your mouth. Say, I am healed. Say, I receive my healing right now. Say it again. I receive my healing right now in Jesus' name. And begin to thank God. Just lift up your hand and thank the Lord right now. Say, Father, I thank you for healing me. Thank you, Jesus Christ, for healing me. Say, thank you, Jesus Christ, for healing me. Say it again. Thank you, Jesus Christ, for healing me. By His right, we were healed. By the stress of Lord Jesus Christ on the cross, you were healed. Amen. Praise the Lord. If you have any question, please call 080-334-36944. That is 080-334-36944. You can also call our number 080 080- Three three eight six nine eight one two. That is zero eight zero three three eight six nine eight one two. Any of those phone calls, somebody will answer your call and they will pray along with you. Again, the two numbers are zero eight zero three three eight six nine eight one two. Zero eight zero three three eight six nine eight one two. Or you may call zero eight zero three three four three six nine four four. That is zero eight zero. Three three four three six nine four four. Somebody will be answering your call. God bless you.